This is Write Your Own Story, Three Keys to Rise and Thrive in Life and Business. I'm your host, Rebecca Fleetwood Hessian. Just another friendly reminder that it's summer till it's not. It's summer till September 22nd. I feel like I always need to remind people of that at this time of the year because back to school sends people into a pumpkin spice latte frenzy and I'm not ready. In fact, we're going to continue the conversation that I started last week about back to school. And this is in reference to my client that I referenced last week who is feeling all of the stress and disruption that back to school brings, which is a natural phenomenon when our patterns are disrupted. But one of the things that popped up in this conversation with my client, and it ties to the root causes of burnout. So I think it's really important that I give you real life examples of these things so that you can recognize them in your life. They will look a little different, but you'll be able to sense them better from these examples. So as a reminder, the root causes of burnout that go back to 1974, the first study on burnout from Herbert Friedenberger, the two root causes are to prove yourself And this is an insatiable need that we have, especially those that are really conscientious and care about things, because we've had a devotion to something and we really want to just go all in with it. And burnout means that I've devoted myself, I've been proving myself to make this thing, this job, this relationship, whatever it is, better, and I'm not getting the reward from it that I thought I would. Prove yourself, number one. And the second is to work harder and just to keep on this loop of I'll just double down, I'll just work harder, I'll just double down, I'll just work harder and prove myself. But never really gleaning the expected reward is the way that it is talked about in the report. And if you think about your career, in fact, I did a study, I sent a survey out on LinkedIn when I was writing my book and said, hey, what is a flourishing, thriving life? feel like for you? And people said, this is hard. I don't know. I haven't thought about it. And so the expected reward can't just be a paycheck or good benefits. It needs to be a feeling. How do we want our life to feel? And because prove yourself and work harder has been our pattern for so long, in fact, that's what we were told that success is, that we then have these thoughts of no pain, no gain. Like it's got to be difficult to be worthy. And that starts to show up in ways that don't give us a feeling of safety or love or connection, what we really want to feel in our lives. And this was the case for my client this week. She's an athlete and she's a hard worker and she is successful And so when things are feeling a little not quite where she would like them to be and feeling-wise, her default has been to sign up for a marathon or climb a mountain or do something hard so that she can feel that accomplishment again. Now, this is a pattern I see with lots of clients, and it's one that I have experienced personally. And unfortunately... When we do something like a marathon or climbing a mountain, 
the training necessary, the mindset necessary can, yes, help build resilience, but it's also activating to our nervous system. And so when we add a hard activity in the midst of a life that's already feeling disrupted and hard, which was her case about back to school and everything that that involved emotionally and practically, I just sat back and asked the question, are we sure that this half marathon that you signed up for is going to give you the expected reward? So if the devotion to the cause of running the half marathon is meant to inspire you, is it? Because the months leading up to that require hours of training each week that are taking you away from the things that you told me earlier in our conversation were most important. Because when she asked her family at dinner the other night right before school started, you know, what were their goals for the year? They turned the question back to her and said, well, what are your goals for the year? And she said, I want to spend more time, quality time with each of you. That was her instinctive response in the moment. She didn't say my goal is to finish a half marathon, but yet it was on her schedule and she had been training for it. My role as a coach is I hold up the mirror and help you see you. And so I said, huh, that's interesting when you were asked that question that you didn't state that it was a half marathon, it was quality time with your family. And if you listen to the last episode, you'll know why this is important. Instinctively, she knew that's what she needed and what they needed. And so I just asked the question, is the half marathon going to give you the reward that you think it is? Or is it simply your pattern of the past to prove yourself and work harder? And in fact, that's actually going to be more disruptive to what you really want. What you really want is quality time one-on-one with each of your most important relationships, your kids and your husband. But because quality time doesn't feel like it's pounding the pavement and doing something big, it doesn't always hit our goal list when prove yourself and work harder has been the norm. It's not something that we go brag to our friends. Hey, guess what? I spent quality time today. But I'm challenging all of us to say, maybe that should be what we go and brag to our friends and feel good about. Because I think that is the most challenging pattern disruption activity of all is stillness and quality time and getting our nervous system out of activation. And instead of adding something that's hard, why don't we acknowledge how hard it is to be still and create that pattern for our future? And in the last episode, I talked a lot about our influence that we have on everybody else's nervous system in the family. And so if us modeling quality time and being still is the thing that inspires our kids and our spouse and those around us to do the same, well, now we've got a legacy. Now we're breaking those generational patterns that have kept us striving and stuck decades. Man, I'd be down for that big time. And so we drew out a calendar that encompassed all of her expectations from a work perspective and a family perspective. And I challenged her if the goal was to spend quality time 
with each of her family members one-on-one, how is she going to accomplish that? Let's map it out just like you would a training plan for a half marathon because it's not going to happen just naturally. It's not just going to show up. And so we took each kid and said, what would be quality time for that kid? Because all of our people are very different. We're all different down to our fingerprints. She thought about each one of them and who they were and what would be special to them. And then we found a space for it on the calendar. I said, so if your teenage son, your senior in high school, what would be great for him? And she plotted it on the calendar as a reoccurring kind of appointment with him. And then we went through the teenage girl, the 13-year-old, and the 8-year-old, and the husband. And she set a reoccurring appointment on this calendar. And her assignment was to go and talk to the family and say, hey, remember when I set the goal that said I wanted to spend more quality time with each of you this year? Well, here's how I've mapped it out. How does this feel? On Thursday mornings, we're going to go to breakfast together before school. On Saturday mornings, we're going to go to Starbucks and you're going to tell me about the week. And your dad and I have a date night on Tuesday night. So it's pizza night for you. Then I said, when is your one hour of time with yourself for soul food? Just like the soul food that you're going to provide for your family that you love. When is that for you? And then it's a choose your own adventure. Do you want to make some art? Do you want to go visit a friend? Like you get to pick what what you need that week. But I want you to have that reoccurring appointment on your calendar for yourself, just like you have for everybody else. And as we mapped all of that out, she also included her regular exercise, her work expectations, laundry, meal planning. She laid it all out on her calendar And then she knew that she had the space already assigned to spend time with the people that she loves the most. And so then, as my job as a coach is to hold up the mirror to help you see you, I said, is that going to actually feel better than crossing the finish line of a half marathon or climbing a mountain or something that's over quickly? You train and train and train and then it's over. Then if prove yourself and work harder as your pattern, you got to sign up for another challenging thing to keep feeding that beast. I want to challenge us all in the age of humanity to leave that industrial age model of work harder, prove yourself and exchange it for know yourself, know how you want to feel and connect with those that give you a sense of feeling the reward of your life, not just checking another box of accomplishment, but actually feeling your life. How do you want your life to feel? Connected to those you love? Probably. Then what do we need to do to plan that? Because another award or another achievement is fleeting and just requires you to replace it with another goal and expectation. And look, I'm not saying that setting challenging goals isn't inspiring and a good thing sometimes. I think it's a wonderful thing. If we know why we're doing it and it's the icing on the cake, not the cake. I think the cake should be, how do I want my life to feel? How do I want my relationships to feel? Who do I want to be in this life? And how do I want it to feel? 
And if we get that in check and understand that we need that calm, safe stillness in our lives to feel all of the goodness of joy and connection, and then we want to add some icing, great. But let's just not keep eating icing and wishing it was cake. Too much of a good thing will always make you. (laughs) Too much icing is not going to feel like you want it to feel. But you know, it was interesting because after this conversation with this client and just seeing her facial expression change and seeing her feeling more inspired by her plan for connection, you know, it got me thinking that it's time for me to do that as well. I feel like I'm in this second half of the year inspired to a new chapter and a new season for myself. So I'm going to be spending some time this weekend with my blank calendar and asking myself, okay, how do I want my life to feel in the latter half of 2023? Who do I need to be? Always first. And then what are the things that I need to do to have that life? You know, we've talked a lot about the have, do, be versus be, do, have, three circles. I feel like I've got the be thing pretty dialed in because I've worked really intentionally on it for years. Now I feel like the season has shifted and it's time for me to reevaluate what are the things that I want to do? What do I want to have in this last part of the year? So maybe that's where you are. Maybe you're like me and your kids are older or you've chosen not to have kids and this back to school idea isn't resonating with you, but we can always take an inventory and reflection time to ask ourselves, how does my life feel? And if I want it to feel different, who do I need to be? What do I need to do to have that life? And if you want help with that, it's one of my favorite things in the world is to hold up the mirror and help you see you and help you write your own story, as we say around here. And that's really what I'm seeing from a lot of the women in our Thousand Thriving Women program is the things that they're doing as they learn about the difference between striving and thriving are all designed for their life to feel better. That's the good stuff, y'all. All right. I hope this was helpful. I hope that you are enjoying this last month of summer. In fact, what are you going to do with this last month of summer? How are you going to just make it the best summer ever? You still got a month, more than a month, to put a big old exclamation point on the summer. Mine is full of concerts, as you can imagine, and I'm excited about that. Those bring me so much joy. I love being amongst just tons of people, and especially when we're all just singing together, all just mm, that feeling of connection. Oh, nothing better. Got a show tonight, as a matter of fact. Okay, I will be back next week with more thriving. Love to meet it. Thanks for listening to this episode. I would love it if you would go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and a review. And then you can go to RebeccaFleetwoodHessian.com and join the Badass Women's Council. And if you really want to take a deeper dive, join the movement of a thousand thriving women. There's amazing Thrive tools there for you today. Love you, mean it. I'm not coming down.
Hey y'all, fun fact, if you like the music for the podcast, that is actually my son, Cameron Hessian, and I would love it if you would go to Spotify and iTunes and follow him and download some of his other music. My personal favorite is TV Land.